This is Repmo Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Repmo Radio, where we talk to people of interest and influence who live and work in this city that we love. If you or someone you know has an interesting job, hobby, or a story to tell, reach out to me on Facebook or send an email to jake at repmoradio.com. On this episode, we talk to Jonathan Martz, the new pastor of the new church, North Point Republic. And you know, I'll just say I had a lot of fun talking to Jonathan, and I hope that when you listen to it, you have a little bit of fun too. So let's jump in to my conversation with Jonathan Martz, pastor of North Point Republic. You're not a native Republicite, are you? I, I am not. Honestly, I uh, am originally from uh, Kansas City area, so I uh, lived up there until I went to college in uh, at Evangel. Is it so, one of those uh, Missouri towns with a funny name? It, it's called Blue Springs. Uh, oh, I know where Blue so Springs yeah. is. Yeah, sure. Well, well, you know, so it's not it's not like Podunk, but a suburb of Kansas City, so it'd be smaller than Springfield. Uh, but yeah, so grew up there and uh, then came out here for college. Uh, which one? Uh, if you had to guess, what, what would you guess? If I had to guess, uh, hmm. You know, I'm going to go with not my first guess. Uh, I'm going to go with MSU. Wow, so close. No, I did go to Evangel. So oh! h- here's the deal. That I, was my other <laughs> guess, but I was like, that's that's too o- If you're telling me to guess, it's probably too obvious. It, exactly. Well, you know, a little I bit. I wanted to throw a curveball. A little bit, and I like that. So, well, he, here's the deal. Growing up, so I grew up uh, a PK, so that's pastor's kid. And uh, everybody in the church would always ask, do you want to be a pastor like your dad? And I'd be like, no way. That sounds awful. All right. That sounds, uh, uh, I don't know. I just saw it. I'm like, one, public speaking freaks me out, scares me to death. And then uh, you don't make a lot of money. So I was like, I'm not into that at all. Uh, So I always grew up saying, I'm not going to be a pastor and I'm not going to go to this Christian university that everybody goes to, Evangel, which my parents went there and uh, a bunch of people from our church went there. So I was like, no, I'm going to go my own route and do my own thing. And it's just so funny how the things you say you're not going to do, this is exactly what you end up doing. So now I just keep saying I'm not going to be a millionaire. Uh, so, over and you over. Know, yeah, 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 right. exactly. You know, just speaking <laughs> that into existence right. so that somehow happens. So, but yeah, that's, that's a little bit of a... Of the upbringing there. So you tell uh, everybody what you're not going to do, and God laughs. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's how it works. So, so uh, you are growing up in the Kansas City area, is and in kind of a you know semi small town, and graduate from high school there, and decide to move to down here. Had you ever been to Southwest Missouri before? Like, was was this totally foreign to you? Uh, maybe once or twice. I mean, I I had visited the the Evangel College just because my parents took me over here, and then we had had some friends, so I had been there. Um, but I was always uh, super focused on I'm not going to be a pastor. I'm going to go. So I actually studied music. So I did. I, I was going to ask, what yeah. did you want to do? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, music. So I ended up doing music tech and like music business. So, uh, so like to be a producer. A little bit. So artist manager or to be in the studio and mix bands. So what happened was it was about my, 
I don't know, I want to say junior year. Uh, so it's junior year going into my senior year. I got an internship in Seattle. And it's a place called Sleepless Collective. And I was super excited about it. It's an artist management firm. And they throw shows and they do a bunch of things. So I went out to Seattle. My sister lived out there. Stayed with her. And my sister, uh, she worked nights. So I never really saw her that much. But the very first day I got out there, I went and I met the, the owner of Sleepless Collective. And I met him at a show, and he shook my hand, and he said, hey, actually, I just sold the company. So I'm like, oh, no. Like, I came out here for a whole summer, and you just sold it. And so uh, he introduced me to the guy that he sold it to. So local guy, but everybody had jumped ship. So I ended up working like four hours a week in Seattle. I didn't know anybody except for my sister who worked nights, so I never saw her. So it was like the loneliest, weirdest time in my life and here's the deal when you go to a christian college if you don't get walked out of your faith a couple times i don't know if you did it right so that's just like i was in one of those points where i'm like man it, it was a crossroad of whether or not this is a a direction i'm going to continue to go and keep god a part of my life or if i go a different direction and kind of go my direction so uh it's just funny how everything kind of played out because i'm like man if things go good i'm not going to go back to school and i'm just going to stay out here and this is more of the scene i want bigger city i can kind of do whatever i want um and it's, yeah, if you're into music seattle's yeah, definitely it, a good place great spot you know uh, a lot of artists were just blowing up in the seattle area with macklemore and, and you know uh so i was like oh this is awesome and yeah, it, it's it's funny because I was pretty done with church. I was pretty done with God in some sense. And uh, I just remember being so lonely all summer. I'd work four hours a week. I wouldn't do anything. I'd like, go to Barnes & Noble and like read books uh, just so I can be around people even though I wouldn't talk to them. <laughs> so it was such a lonely time in my life. Uh, but what I knew was there's this, there this church that I could walk to from my sister's apartment. So every Sunday I'd go to church and I'd like stay like both services just because I'm like, I don't know any, I literally don't talk to anybody. Like, and I have nowhere else to go. (laughs) I have, and I'm like, my day is free. I literally have nothing on the calendar uh, for the next couple days. And I don't know the city at all. So I'm literally just like hoping somebody talks to me, but I'm also like not going to seek that out, you know? So, but I like stay there for both services. It's just so weird. Like, I just like cry and I'm like, why is like, why is this such an emotional time? Like being at this church? And uh, it's just so funny because I'd had a lot of built up resentment for uh, God and, and the church and just um, this is before evangel. correct? This, well, this is at evangel. So this was before I graduated. Evangel. OK, because I'm because I'm, I'm getting my timeline. All met. So so you're you you're graduate from high school and you're trying to do the music thing. Uh, absolutely, uh, and and you do that through Evangel. Yeah, so gradu- and then take the summer internship. Okay, that's all right. exactly it. All right, so now yep, I'm tracking. Yep, okay. graduate high school, go to Evangel, do the whole music thing, and you know, it, again, not a hundred percent sure where I'm at with faith and God, and and Evangel does a really good job of. Um, I mean, keeping God a part of your life and keeping you invested in that, but you still have to choose that. And there's a lot of rules, so you could see those rules as. Um, you know, just these annoying things that I have to do and you can get mad at them and you can get, uh, you know, they can be annoying or you can see them as rules that are helpful for you (laughs) in growing as a human being and as a Christian and things like that. So it all kind of depends on the perspective that you have. And so my perspective at that time was like, ah, this is stupid. And, you know, I don't even know if I want to come back to this. And so, uh, just that whole experience in, 
uh, in Seattle was one of those where it just kind of broke me down. And it was like, uh, all you know, it, it, I don't know. It was, it was weird, but I had this buddy who kept telling me, he's like, when you come back to Springfield, it's like, you got to check out this church, North Point. And I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe. Uh, so when I get back, I, I end up checking it out and, uh, it was so weird. You know, they, they did this, uh, they did a cover of Imagine Dragons called Radioactive and I was like, my oh. daughter loves that song. <laughs> yeah. It's a great song. And I'm like, I had never heard it. And I'm this music tech guy and they did it. And I was like, this sounds amazing. So I was like, I, at, at the very least, I'm like, I gotta see how they mix that. Yeah. Like, there's that some, was, there's some tech in that song. Cool. Yeah. So I'm like, there was some cool like parts that I was like, this was really cool. And then, um, the pastor, I remember him saying, he said something like, what happens in these inside these four walls is not nearly as important as what happens outside these four walls. And I remember, I'm like, ah, I've never heard a church say that. <laughs> and so he invited me to, uh, like, we got invited to this like, serve day, like, the next uh, week. So I went, and it's so crazy, because, like, what I realized was all these things that I was mad at the church for, I was really, like, mad at myself for, like, I had never served anybody around me. Like everything was about me, right? And like all these things that I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, annoyed about or mad about, or I think that, that you know, the church is corrupt and hypocritical. I'm like, I'm kind of that. So it was such an interesting experience. So I ended up, uh, I got in touch with the guy who uh, ran audio, and I got hooked up and plugged in with him. Uh, so I ended up because I didn't even get all my hours for an internship in Seattle because I literally worked. I mean, the whole summer was probably like, I don't know, 60 hours, 70 hours. Like, it wasn't hardly any. So I didn't get all my hours. So I had to go and uh, I had to go and uh, do another internship. So I ended up doing it with North Point. And uh, that's kind of my, my in. Uh, this was now seven and a half, eight years ago there. And ever since, uh, kind of been, I've hopped from a bunch of different jobs to eventually over here in Republic. So uh, fast forward. Here I am. So. Okay, so you say a bunch of different jobs within the church. Absolutely, yep. Okay. And vice versa. So, um, yeah, I started off doing production, and that's what I went to school for. So uh, mixing audio and then doing some video and some web design, uh, which are all just things that I, you know, kind of picked up. And, uh, you know, you, you're kind of you're bivocational. You're doing a lot of different things. And definitely at that age, I'm just saying yes to everything and trying to figure out what I like and um, you know, wow, somebody will pay me for this. And it's not like, you know, a nine to five job I'm, I'm in, you know, so I'm trying to figure out all these different things. And so I start in production, then move to web design, and then I end up going to it. And I got that around the time that I got married. And so, uh, I move into it and that's kind of over. We had, we had, uh, three campuses at the time. So I'm kind of doing that. And, uh, then through that, we started a young adult program. So, I basically was at a spot where um, I'm like, man, when I graduated college, if I hadn't have found North Point, I don't know what I would have done. I don't know if I would have like gone back home. I don't know if I would have gone a completely different life direction. So I'm like, that's such a pivotal time. I was like, you know what? We should do something for the young adults at North Point. So 20s and 30s, you know, or uh, in college and after. So we end up starting a uh, ministry with just a couple friends, and uh, it grows, and then I'm able to hop from IT over to uh, that. So I've been doing that for like the past probably four years, uh, which then uh, led was me that, Was that full-time? Yeah. So that uh, so the IT was full-time, and then uh, while I was doing IT, started that ministry. So then okay. I was able to jump to that because um, uh, it just made sense, and so I've been doing that for 
about four years. But uh, okay. that was probably the first time I had to admit that, like, maybe, Pastor, maybe. But even then, I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to want to accept that uh, <laughs> that role. Interesting. Uh, so yeah. Kind of eased into it. I, absolutely. Oh, there wasn't a, a, a day no. where you just no. woke up one morning and you're like, well, I guess it's time to be a pastor. <laughs> Like it didn't no. happen. It didn't happen. Still in a snap probably like fight that. it. People will say, Pastor John. I'm like, that's my dad. You're like, so. stop, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But. Uh, all right. So I want to rewind a little bit. You kind of skimmed over this part where you met your wife. Is Mel is her yes, name. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So uh, you're an IT guy at this point. Do you, you you meet her at the church? So yes, she was a. So I was kind of doing both production IT. So I met uh, my wife. She ended up getting hired to do student ministry. And so I'm like, man, student ministry just needs a ton of production. Okay, so then, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I just had a heart for students. Oh, oh, sure you did. Okay, no, 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 yeah, these rascals, no way, no. Uh, There might have been ulterior motives. I don't know. Uh, Who's to tell? But (laughs) yeah, so uh, started doing that, and uh, so we met there, and uh, yeah, I I like to say it this way, so. We used to play a lot of ping pong um, in my downtime at church. There were just a lot of tables around. Everybody was pretty good. And after one of the events we did, um, we were all kind of hanging out. And I was playing our our lead pastor, Jeremy, who's really good at ping pong. I was playing him. And uh, it was, I mean, just an incredible battle. It was really going back and forth. I mean, just, you know, great game. And uh, at the end of it, I had uh, our worship leader come over and she was like, man, she's like, did you see Mel's face while you were playing? I was like, no. She's like, she couldn't take her eyes off of you. And I'm like, no way. Stop. So uh, I like to say (laughs) that is when Mel fell in love with me, but she will not admit it. And it's crazy. After two kids, I'm like, just admit it, Mel. That was the day. But uh, she still won't own it. So uh, that is hilarious. I think that's what won her over, you know. She All was right. just like, man, that guy can really play some table tennis. So, so, so how long from the day of the table tennis uh, to to you proposing? Like, what was oh, that wow. span of time? Well, it, you know, here's the, the courtship. Deal. As they I, say. Yeah, I'm a slow, I'm a slow player. All right, so uh, he, here's what had happened. Honestly, when I'd gotten out of college, um, I'd gone through some some uh, like a rough breakup, and one day I was running and. Uh, I had heard this podcast, and the podcast was like, hey, you know, if you just got out of a rough breakup, um, listen up. I'm like running. I'm like, oh, my God. That's, that's me. me. Yeah, so I'm like, well, I'm just listening to the right podcast, all right? <laughs> so I'm I'm running, and they're like, I'm going to tell you something crazy. And they're like, you should take a year off dating. And I'm like, that's so stupid, right? So I'd like heard people say that in college, as a Christian college. You know, I'm dating Jesus. And I'm like, no, it's just because you can't find a man. And it's fine. Uh, Harsh. So I'd always make fun of people like that. Yeah, I'm like, get out of here. Uh, but... You know, the the podcast was like, and you probably think that's stupid. And I'm like, wow, they are reading my mail right now. And they're like, here's what you need. You might need uh, a year to renew your mind. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. They're like, you're probably thinking you don't know what that means. And I'm like, okay, like now I I might have to do this, all right? Uh, So... I'm like, okay. And, and so it's so funny. So I, I end up taking, uh, you know, a year off dating, whatever, you know. And, and I'm like pretty committed to it because I'm like, you know what? Uh, let's just try it. Like I, I I don't think that I'm good at relationships. I didn't think that, you know, that was one of the aspects, you know, when I was in college that I'm like, man, this probably isn't God honoring the way that I'm handling uh, a lot of these relationships. You also, uh, you know, I'm like relationship goals by Mike Todd wasn't out yet. So I'm like, I don't know a lot of these like, 
great ways to date and there you know there wasn't an awesome young adult ministry where I was at so I'm like I, I don't know I don't have all these people speaking a lot of wisdom into my life but that was one of them and so I, I ended up taking that year and it's so crazy what I learned about myself through that year of just like man I don't need to be the center of attention and wow I don't need to like always be looking for ways to hang out with girls or to to be the funniest or all these things so you really just end up uh, being more you and you uh, are able to uh, experience a little bit more time with God than with others. And uh, it was just a unique time. So um, it's crazy in that podcast, it said, is like, you know what? And here's the deal. You might meet your wife six months in. Don't date her. Take the whole year. It's so wild because it was like six and a half months in. And I, I'd kind of forgotten about this. But six and a half months in, Mel gets hired to do student ministry at my campus. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, so when you say how long was it? And I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I knew before we started dating that we were going to get married. But that's because I wait. Like we talked for probably six months and it was you know, taking things super slow and just enjoying the process of becoming friends and getting to know her. And I truly, I equate that to probably, I'm like, man, that's the only way that I think I could have ever had a successful relationship. And it's just crazy that that's how it worked out. But, um, you know, ultimately that, that's how, uh, I met Mel and then, you know, we dated for a little while and then ended up getting married and then, um, uh, yeah, had, had our first kid, our first year into marriage. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's one of those, wow. Hey, you know what? That's it, a lot in one year. Here's the deal. You, you can prevent all you want, but you know, when God's got a plan, I guess you just, we don't like to call it an accident. It's a gift. All right. And so, uh, but it's incredible. So we've got a son who's now three. We've been married for about four years. We've got a son who's, uh, who's three and a daughter now who's about three months. And so, yep. Busy life. Uh, it, you know what? Wow. We, we, I don't sleep very much, but that's okay. So uh, you just get more unfiltered content because uh, okay. I don't have a filter anymore. So tell me about your family. What what is What is Mel like? What are your kids like? Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll say this. Mel ha- has a couple superpowers. Uh, one of them is that she can tell you what animal you look like. It's very unique. So she can just take one look at your face and be like, oh, you look like this animal. And she's never wrong. It's crazy. Uh, but the second superpower that she has is she is like the best judge of character. I don't know. She married me, so I got to trust that. But uh, she is like, I don't know. She just has this superpower of uh, she's so observant. Uh, she's probably not the uh, center of attention. We're both kind of like the type of person where we're like, I don't really like the spotlight on me. So, you know, our wedding was interesting and things like that because uh, we're both just like, we like being behind the scenes, but uh, it's interesting. It's kind of hard to do at a wedding. <laughs> yeah, when they're there for you, yes. So talk about uncomfortable moments for us. But uh, no, she she is a, a huge observer. Um, so... That's kind of a little bit about her, and she she goes around the country and she opens up uh, preschools. So that's kind of her uh, her gig with uh, wow, okay. like um, from from like the genesis of an idea to brick and mortar. Or? Uh, I, well, it, what it is is uh, she works for uh, a company here in town. It's called Little Sunshine Enterprises. So uh, they've got a few around the Ozarks. They've probably got four locations, I think. And then they've got around the country, they've probably got about 30 locations. So uh, she's the director of expansion. So she meets with uh, a lot of the people who kind of lay the groundwork for it. But she does all the ordering. She does all the like 
you know, here's the colors that these need walls need to be and all that stuff. And I'm, it, you know, way more detailed than I could ever huh, be. That's really interesting. Uh, so yeah, so she does, and then she flies out there. She does the whole setup process of those getting those schools uh, like completely perfectly ready um, type of deal. So that's yeah, that's kind of her. So her is she taking a role in North Point Republic, or is she kind of like focusing on her career? A little bit of both. Oh yeah, a little bit of both. You know, we we've always been super supportive of each other. So I'm like. Uh, yeah, I think she loves her job, so I'm like, oh, I'd never, I'd never pull you away from that unless you felt the the need to do that. Um, but yeah, so she, but she's there every Sunday, of course, uh, supporting and and serving, and so uh, obviously her faith is super important to her as well. So and important to our family. So uh, you know that's something that we hold to a high priority. So tell me about your son. Uh, I tell you what, Beckham, uh, he's a lot like Mel, but I didn't name any of the uh, the other qualities that Mel has. Mel uh, is a little stubborn, I don't know, I'd say. And so Beckham, he gets a lot, he's Car- got a lot of that. Be, be careful. He's got a lot of that. No, ca- yeah. I, mean, I mean, like. I'll hide her from this you know, post, okay? Can you edit, know, I, I can edit her. some of this. <laughs> But I'm gonna leave most of it in. So sovereign, kind of whiny. I don't know. You know, I just get it. I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, he strong-willed is what we like to say. And you know, at some point in time, that'll serve him. Uh, but yeah, so he's. But he is. He is like a man's man. He's all about trucks and cars. And I, I gotta be honest. And like tools. And I, I am the exact opposite. So I've never done anything with my hands. I'm a very like, give me a computer and I'll figure it out. But uh, I am not a builder in any type of way. And he will like. I don't know, take apart his little cars and like put them back together. And I'm like, that's just something you did not get that from me, buddy. <laughs> like, I don't you're know. Like, you've already that. surpassed my oh, level of skill what? here. <laughs> I think uh, I got my tools <laughs> stolen out of my garage and it was just a little toolbox, probably, I don't know, four or five months ago. I have not needed them. I haven't needed a drill or a screwdriver or a hammer or anything. I'm just. I don't I don't do anything like that. And he's got like a little tool set and he breaks it out every day. So I'm like he he does more than I do. He's more handy than I am. That's so. great. You'll never have to call a handyman at at, yeah. at some level. You're like, son, <laughs> well, come over yeah. and, and come I fix mean, my you know fix the refrigerator. That's why you have kids, right? To hand you the remote. It's awesome. You know, you'll never have to get up again. They'll mow the lawn for you. You know, all those things. But you know, I'm I'm waiting for those days. A few okay. more years. A few more years. Uh, so you're at North Point. I'm assuming it's the one off I-44. That's it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So you're there. You're doing the young adults uh, ministry. You've been there for several years. So how does the, just a kind of a two-part question, how does the idea for a North Point uh, Republic location come up? How is that, how is that idea birthed? And then how did you end up in the role of pastoring that church, especially in light of you saying that you hadn't really fully embraced that calling not all that long ago so how did all that come to fruition sure uh well so the two parts one is how does that idea formulate and how do we come to that conclusion um as a church or a staff that uh republic is kind of the next step there so uh, a few things we look up so we are a multi-site church so that's something that is important to us where are the other sites currently located? So we have one in nixa okay we have one uh obviously off i-44 and then yep. we also have a dream center so this is a like that that's just our uh it's right in the zone one area of springfield and uh 
Uh, it's a lot of resources, kind of a hub of help and hope. So we part a lot of partners are there. Zone one, are we talking downtown? It, yes, okay. right around the area. So okay. um, kind of closer to C Street area. But um, yep, so right around there. So those are kind of the three campuses. And so anytime we're going to launch a campus, we look at a couple different things. One, do we have financial margin to be able to do something like that, right? Uh, who, you know, you don't want to be irresponsible with your money. Uh, two, we say, um, do we have influence in that community? Because you can't just go anywhere, open up the doors and be like, all right, let's have church. Because it's like, okay, if, if you don't have influence in the community, then that's, you're, you're going to work quite a bit harder. Um, and not to say like, we just want a more convenient location for North Pointers to already go to church. No, that's not our goal at all. But we know that we need to have a core group of people in an area to be able to launch a, a church out of there because it takes uh, a lot of members believing in the vision, pushing that forward, living out that lifestyle. Uh, the third area would be, do we have financial margin? Or no, do we have a leader? Sorry, do we have a leader? Uh, do we have somebody who we believe in that we feel like could uh, could launch something like that and, and lead that community? And then the last one is, do we have a building? So we obviously had a few of those that were that were off. So what, what we start by doing is we start by doing a pop-up. So that's something we started uh, during COVID when we were doing outdoor services. So we started doing services at J.R. Martin Park. Um, I saw that. Now. Yeah. 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 You guys made your presence very well known. <laughs> People in the park probably hated us or lived around there. Yeah. So I mean, you, but what, I mean, it was so. uh, meaning that it's not like you guys did those services and nobody knew you were there. Like the, pretty much the whole city you know, J.R. Martin is is almost like Center City Republic. So, you know, and uh, it was very obvious that you guys were there. And I and I mean that in a positive way. Thanks. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'll tell you what, this has been like the most incredible community. Like they've just been very hands open to everything and, and inviting and welcoming. And I think that says a lot about uh, Republic as a whole. And I've been to a lot of uh, the chamber meetings and stuff and you can see the growth and you can see the genuine um like love and for the community and i i absolutely i mean it's incredible you don't see that a lot of places i definitely never saw it in springfield so it's so cool to see that here in republic it's, it's a unique place um so we were doing uh sunday nights at jr martin park and that's we don't have a building uh we also didn't have a leader as kind of one of those that we just kind of like took turns as a campus you know sometimes our springfield campus would go out Sometimes our Dream Center campus would go out. Sometimes our Nixa campus would go out. And uh, you'd kind of run that Sunday night. So I was there probably every third Sunday. So we kind of run that play. Uh, and then it hits October and it's like, okay, it's cold. <laughs> you know, we're not going to continue doing something like that. So we ended up using a gym at the community center and kind of kind of doing a pop-up there. Uh, and that was kind of one of those where... It, it was like, man, we, we've got a great community of people, so we don't want to stop this. Uh, but we eventually we eventually did uh, and came to the conclusion where it's like, okay, we feel like we have we have financial margin. Uh, we feel like we have influence in the community. We've seen people show up to the pop-up services, and uh, we feel like this would be helpful there. So we've got two other things. We need to find a leader, and we need to find a building. So one of the things that we talked about at the end of our pop-up as a building was, what's the availability of maybe the, the rec center? And we know of a couple other churches that have maybe started from the rec center uh, here in Republic and kind of moved from that. So we thought, hey, w what does that look like there? And we're not, uh, we're, we're pretty used to a setup teardown system or structure because uh, we've got a, a couple of guys who, um, you know, uh, they 
they do a lot of shows and big productions. So they're used to hanging trusts and doing all these things that I have no idea about. And uh, it's, it's honestly pretty incredible. And so, uh, you know, they know a lot about that. So we're kind of working that. And so the last thing is just like, okay, uh, so now that we've kind of got a building locked in, we know that that's an opportunity that we can use that. And again, phenomenal parks board. I mean, they've just been incredible the whole way. Um, and then uh, it's, it's, hey, do we have a leader? So I got approached um, probably about July or a little bit before July, probably June or end of May. And it's one of those where yeah, I love what I get to do. So May of 2021. May, yes. So wow, very so this recent. is happening fast. Very recent. Yes. But, wow. you know, it's one of those where, um, you know, we knew we were going to launch Republic and you take a look at, you know, the leaders across the board. And, uh, you know, it's one of those where I'm like, ah, I know I might have a conversation about it, but uh, I'm really not too interested. Uh you know, I, I, I don't know. I was like, I love what I get to do with young adults, 20s and 30s. I have an awesome ministry with some incredible people. And I got to start that from the ground up. So you have a different like level of ownership when you're like, I was there from the beginning. That's your baby. Exactly. Oh, and, yeah. and I'm like, man, I know everybody. And I really feel like I'm in my sweet spot of, you know, how, how often I get to communicate and what that looks like and really leading the team. And I'm like, man, I really feel like I'm using my gifts. I, I, I mean, and I have... I'm so comfortable. This is great. And it's just so funny because like the things you pray and I'm like, I, I remember I went through this conversation with uh, Jeremy and Justin who are kind of our executive team and they were like, are you interested? And I'm like, honestly, I'm like a four. And they're like, okay, how about this? Come back in a couple weeks and if you're higher than a four, we'll continue the conversation. If you're lower than a four, we'll stop the conversation. And so I had some meetings and I, I went back and I looked at like some of the things that I'd prayed about. <laughs> and it's so crazy. Like this past month, I or like the, mo uh, the month that we had the conversation, one of my prayers was I'm so comfortable in every area of my life, financially, relationally, like um, spiritually. I'm like, Ugh. I, I just I, I like where I'm at. I, you know, I'm not I'm not having to push myself too hard, but I'm like, I know this is probably a curse. <laughs> and. God, I'm not going to choose this. So give me an opportunity to choose. And I'm like, ah, it's so funny how I've already forgotten about that. And so then I'm like reading that and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, this is, this is this. And it, I don't know. So then I kind of come back and I've had lots of conversations with, and my dad is a pastor and kind of other people on staff, kind of my direct reports and stuff. And my, obviously my wife is a huge key person. Cause it's like two things. One, I don't live in Republic. And I'm and I'm going to if I take this campus. And then two, uh, she has to want to live in Republic. I, I don't want to be, uh, you know, I don't want her hating her life being out here. Yeah, so sure, sure. I'm like these are two important things. And it's it you know it's funny after a couple of days she's sending me houses in Republic. So I'm like okay, I see. Uh, but it's funny how that kind of all worked out. But my whole thing was like no, I honestly love what I do. So I, I'm not too. Uh, I'm not too pulled in that direction, but as I continue praying, as I continued meeting with, with wise counsel, right? Wise is the counsel of many. So as I continued doing that, I'm like, ah, oh, this is kind of a no brainer. Like, I'm like, this is, uh, my next step. And so we hired a team. And we, we did a lot of things leading up to the launch from partnering with the Parks Board to partnering with RCAT and Convoy and different people in Republic. Um, and, and it was just an incredible experience. And you just saw God's hand on it, you know, the whole way. And it was one of those where, um, yeah, it was one of those where I just couldn't, uh, 
it's so cool being a part of the beginning of something because you get to see all the times where you're like, this should have failed, but it didn't. And I saw that with young adults and now I get to see this with Republic. And uh, I don't know, it's just a cool full circle moment. And so uh, such an incredible experience and so humbled and blessed. Uh, with our amazing volunteers and the people that have bought into the mission and just crazy blessed to be uh, coming to Republic, partnering with some other churches, doing some amazing things here. And everybody that I've ran into has been incredible and they have such an incredible heart for the city. And so that's one of the things that I've just been so impressed with is everybody gets it. It's not like, oh my gosh, which, which one of our churches is going to grow the most or how can I like you know, Bogart, all these funds to help me. I seriously see us from the chamber to the parks, to the other churches, the minister Alliance of people that get together to say, how can we spread help and hope in the Republic community? And that has been one of the most exciting things is just partnering with people in the community to say, how can we help people in the community? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's what it should be. Cause that's what, that's what yeah. Jesus did. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it really is great about Republic uh, and the way that the culture is right now is that everybody is invested in everybody else's growth and nobody seems to be hoarding resources or hoarding information or like everybody seems to be reaching out and helping everybody, whether that's private business, whether that's church and charity, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, stuff to do with the schools and man, I mean, the way you're describing it, you really hit it on the head with um, just the way that the soul of Republic is right now. And it is just a really, really great place. I saw it pretty strongly uh, it in 2020 when everything shut down because of COVID, like all the churches got together and when the National Guard came in and all the churches were like helping to hand stuff out and do meals. And it was just like, it was so amazing to see and nobody was like, well, my church logo better be at the top yes. of, the, of the thing. Yes. It's like nobody cared. Dude, it nobody doesn't cared. matter. Like, everybody just showed up and yes. did the thing. And it was really amazing. So I'll say, um, welcome to the community. Thank you. First of all, Jonathan. Thank you. Uh, if we, we, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say, speak for Republic. I'll, I'm going to right now, you I'm, speak for I'm just going to go like out it. on a limb and just speak for the rest of the town and say, you know, <laughs> welcome you. to Republic and welcome North Point. So, uh, my next question, and this may be hard to answer considering that so much has happened and so much has changed even in the past, like five, six months for you. But, you know, when you're looking ahead six months, when you're looking ahead 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, five years, um, what, what do you, what do you see? I mean, and that, and that is as open-ended as you want it to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I can't, I, I, I can't speak for the community. I'm like, for we're nor for North yeah, point for, yeah. nor for North, for North point. point Republic. What do you see? The few, where do you see things going? Yeah, I, I mean, for for me, it's 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 going to be doubling down on the mission. So uh, we, we really just exist to be a safe place for people to find and follow Jesus. So whatever age, whatever stage, we just hope that we're helpful for somebody in their faith journey. And I kind of think about it this way. Um, this is going to be long, long answer short. So, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to St. Louis. You've been ever been to the Oh, Arch? sure. Okay. Yeah. So one time we, me and my wife, we designed a whole vacation. This was right before we had Beckham. Uh, my son and that's where we were like okay let's take a mini vacation let's go someplace and I'm like I've never been up to the St. Louis Arch and she's like okay so we gotta go 
So we go, we go there on a Friday night. We we stay in this hotel room where we can basically like see the arch. You can like almost touch it. All right. Yeah. So we're like excited. We probably I'm, stayed in the same hotel. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know exactly. I, what so you're I'm like about, a yeah. kid in the candy shop. I'm like, let's go there. And tonight. you can walk to it. Yes. Like, you can just exa- go down the thing and walk to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yes. What room were you so in? So here's here's what happened. <laughs> Maybe we were, yeah, the we same were there room. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, because because we just went. Like, there a few was months like ago, really some annoying people right next to us. And I no, I'm kidding. Get out of here. Um, no, so what happened was I, I was so excited. I'm like, let's go. So we, we start to walk, which, by the way, around the arch, there's, like, always construction. I don't know why. But we start walking around one of the sides of the fence, and it takes, like, 15 minutes. And then we hit a dead end, and we're like, oh, okay, so we got to come back. And then we try to go, like, over this overpass to try to get there. It's another 15 minutes. And, again, dead end. So we come back. So we've we've now spent an hour trying to get the arch that we can literally look up and see and almost touch. And we just, like, can't get there. So, anyways, I'm like, forget about it tonight. Let's go to the Cheesecake Factory. Okay. And I was like, we'll go tomorrow. So I wake up early. You know, and we, we drive over there. Of course, it's like a one-minute drive because we go the one way that we didn't walk, which is kind of annoying. But so we do that. And then we, we get in there. And, by the way, that, you know, that you've got the security test right you're going through the metal detectors and i never pass those things i don't know why so i don't know if it's my belt or what so i basically get cavity searched in the morning good morning huh great experience so uh then we we kind of get in there because it's really nothing to do there's like a gift shop and some pictures and then you can go up into the arch so we just buy tickets and we go up in the you know we, we kind of get funneled into this hallway where they're showing some pictures and videos on kind of each side and it's two completely different videos on each wall so i'm like trying to watch both get my money's worth and you know there's a guy who's talking in the mic and it's super muffled and i can't really tell what he's saying but i can kind of tell that he hates his life uh you know you can you just tell by you know the way that he's that he's given this presentation and then we kind of get funneled one more step into uh where where you get on the elevator which if you've been to the arch you know it's like this little circular elevator it's an escape pod from yes, star wars i was gonna say it conveniently fits half a person all right but we you know and you, there's all these signs if you're claustrophobic turn back now type of deal uh and we get put in this line and it's me and my wife and there's another person so there's like a third person that's also going to be in this and i'm like oh this is going to be so crap this is you know i'm already not a great experience yeah you're like knees are touching with a stranger yes yeah. exactly so you know and, and i'm kind of like side-eyeing to try to see if she's like a normal person that we're going to be getting you know, or is she going to want to talk to us the whole time okay so uh, <laughs> you know so I, i'm trying to figure this out and she's making the weirdest faces and i'm like oh no and she literally throws up right no. there i know yes no it was like one of the worst like it, and I, i'm literally just like this experience couldn't get any worse and then she throws up and was, it, you, and was your wife pregnant yes she was oh, no. so literally she was like i might throw up oh, because yeah. i have uh like morning sickness type of deal and so and and nobody does anything so i have to go get a security guard and be like hey she threw up she probably shouldn't come up on the elevator with us right so i like have to talk this through and they're like oh yeah yeah no no so they like escort her out but so then me and my wife we hop in this little you know the little escape pod from star wars you know and we are slowly going up because it takes about 10 minutes to like slowly stair step up there and i remember looking at her and uh she turned to me and she's like if we could get our money back right now i think that we would and i'm like oh hundred percent. I'm like, this was not worth it at all. So I'm like, we're going to spend five minutes. We're just going to go see it and whatever. Um, but then uh, we get up there and, you know, we're looking out the window and it was incredible. It was like the coolest thing ever. 
I was like, this is so worth the money. Like, the view was awesome. You know, you can see out kind of the, the, the river or the lake out of one side, and then you see, um, you and know. The old the, courthouse and the yes, city. Yes, and, oh, yeah. and you mm-hmm. see, I don't even like the Cardinals, but I'm like, you can see the Cardinals stadium right here. Like, I'm a Royals guy, you know, KC. So I'm like, but the, the whole thing is incredible. I'm like, this is, like, this was so worth the money. And when I think about five years, ten years into North Point, like, Man, my only goal is this. I'm like, how many people fall short of seeing the view of Jesus because everything leading up to it was unattractive? And I know that was some of my experiences when I was younger. I know that a lot of people have had those experiences, right? The number one reason why people don't go to church is because they've been to one. <laughs> and so, uh, and they didn't have the best experience. And so I'm like, that's, that's one of my goals where I'm like, how can we remove every obstacle? How can we make everything leading up to the view of Jesus attractive so they see the view? And I'm like, how can we be so good that people who came in and they're not even, like they came because, you know, their their girlfriend that they're not, you know, that they're like trying to impress invited them so they show up. I'm like, what if even they got to see the view of Jesus? Because I'm like, that's what's worth it. And I don't care if that happens at North Point. I don't care if that happens somewhere else. But I'm like, here's what I know. We can create a safe place where people can see that view of Jesus and we can remove every obstacle in their way. Um, so they get, you know, we, you know, they get the most attractive, um, view leading up to that. So I'm like, if, if there's, if I think about the next five years, if I think about the next 10 years, I'm like, that's my goal. That's my mission. People that, that maybe came for wrong reasons or they came because they're giving church another shot. I'm like, man, what if we just, what if we removed every obstacle in their way? And they got to see Jesus. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, <laughs> North Point doesn't change people, right? Uh, you know, none of the churches here do. Uh, Jesus does. <laughs> so how can we be able to share that with the people around us? And so that's kind of the, the, I mean, that would be the win. And I've seen that happen through our young adult ministry and through uh, already through North Point. And even through our first week, you know, I've gotten a couple, uh, couple texts of people saying, you know, I knew it was opening. So I decided to give it another shot. And I'm dealing with a lot of hurt, and I don't even know where I'm at right now, but I'm going to be back next week. And I'm like, that's what it's all about. You know, there's no destination. You don't, you don't make it with Jesus, and you're just like, okay, high five, done. No, like, it, it is a journey. So I'm like, how can we help on the journey? And so I'm like, five years, ten years, I don't know, but I'm going to take it a day at a time. And I'm like, these texts, these phone calls just mean we're going in the right direction. We're, yeah, this, is exactly, this is exactly what it is. And, uh, you know, just removing those obstacles. So. Okay, so right now uh, you're in the community center on Sunday mornings. What time? Ten fifteen. So okay. yep, we we use uh, the whole building. So um, any one of the spots that you park at, and you can walk in. Uh, so both buildings, uh, spots for your kids, spots for your students. Can you like and watch from the track? Upstairs, <laughs> you you actually you can, can if you want. Okay, uh, so we've got chairs down in the gym, but you can also watch from the track if you want. I will I would allow that. All right. Okay. Is is it open for people to like is keep walking? Is it open? <laughs> Techni- I'm curious. Here's the deal. Technically, it's, technically, it's still open for walkers. Technically, it doesn't open on Sundays till noon. Okay. So it, you know, for walkers, you yeah, know, okay. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but the prayer walk. You know, yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, I'm like absolutely. Okay. So I would, I would take it in whatever format you want. Okay. So 10:15 at the community center on Sunday mornings, uh, North Point Republic. Now I got, I got a few more personal questions for okay. you. So what's, what's your thing, right? Like not, not related to your family, not related to your ministry. What, what do you like to do? What's your hobby? What's your thing? 
Oh man, I I well I wish I was more music. Interested. I assume. I, I mean, you know I you know I like music. Um, <clears throat> I'm just a big uh, I'm a big movie binger, big movie buff. So um, you name it, you know I've probably seen it. So I I spend way too much time doing that. Uh, I like golf. Uh, I don't get as much opportunity to play. Have uh, you been to the golf place here in Republic? Of course, I got the membership. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, do I get to play as much as I'd like? No, I haven't played in a, probably a month and a half. But well, uh, I mean, you are launching a new you know, church. Well, well, so, you know, I mean, come on. I'm already looking to find a couple ways to, you know, get myself back out there. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, huge, huge into golf. I wouldn't say I'm good. So, you know, don't expect anything out of me there. But uh, anything, you know, anything athletic. I'm, I'm, I'm really big into into those things. So, love the NFL's back on. You know, we just timed the launch perfectly with the NFL starting back on. So, it's just the best time of year for me. Uh, you know, I'm just happy all the time. Um, but other than that, I mean, really, man, we just hang out with family. You know, uh, Mel's family is all in town and uh, we've got family. And, and I mean, that is like probably the most fun thing going for walks and, and different things like that. Um, yeah. OK. Um, this is gonna be a hard one. What is your favorite restaurant in Republic? Wow. Uh, you know, man, that's tough. OK, because here's the deal. Um, one of the most popular ones I haven't even had yet. So uh, Flat Creek, Flat Creek, okay, I haven't okay. had it. That's so right. I, I've, I've had opportunities to have it, and uh, they keep getting canceled. So I still have not had Flat Creek, but I've had a lot of other things. Um, man, if I had to pick, maybe Hetty's he- Barbecue. Oh yeah, solid um, choice. Oh I, yeah, solid. you know, I also like uh, barbecue salad all the way. Yeah, okay, I've not had that. Yeah, there you go. Next barbecue time, barbecue salad. Their barbecue salad's great. I mean, you're mixing health with unhealth, and I'm just pure unhealth. Yeah, so. Me, uh, so the lady at uh, Show Me Nutrition, Mary, she's been on the show, and you know, her and I don't have a ton of things in common. <laughs> but that, but that, the the Hetty's <laughs> barbecue salad instantly bonded us. That is the one. Okay, I've also heard because um, I've had Rutmo Burgers, really enjoyed that. Um, I've also heard Ease Diner. People. People all over on like the Welcome to Springfield page will be like, "What's the best burger in the Ozarks?" And they'll be like, "Ease Diner." Yeah, Ease uh, is kind of a Republic treasure. I mean, okay. I think people have the same view of Ease as almost like uh, like they do of Main Street. Like it's just okay. this kind of old school. Like it's just because pl- it's been there for so long. And that's I mean, my jam. I'm like, if I got to pick one place to eat over and over, it'd be like a steak and shake. It'd be like a mom and pop diner. It'd yeah. Be, and th- their burgers are, uh, they're not steak burgers, but it- it's the same yes. kind of vibe. Yes, as like a the, steak and the, shake. Yeah. The diner vibe. Um, so, I mean, I would, yeah. So I would say Ease is one of those. Uh, as long as you didn't say Ease is like, you know, to Republic as Mexican Villa is to Springfield because I'm like Mexican Villa is just straight trash and uh, wow, you know, I don't harsh. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Har- okay, I'll go hard on All that. All right, now hold on. We're gonna stop. We're gonna, no, stop. We're gonna sidebar gonna here for a second. Okay. All right, here we go. We're gonna sidebar. Well, okay, first, when was the last time you actually went? You went like once. Mexi- oh, I've been I've been three times. Okay. So because I'm like my thoughts change and I gotta try different <laughs> things. So one, Mel, who is from Ash Grove, so around the area, my wife. Uh, she told me I went to the wrong Mexican villa. Okay. <laughs> Is that okay. a thing? Are okay. there? <laughs> okay. All right. So l- just let me tell you about <laughs> okay. Mexican. All right. All right. Educate me. So I grew up in sunny Southern California. Okay. Uh, where Mexican food is something yes. very special. Yes. And it's very good. Yes. And it's very authentic. Okay. Uh, I grew up in an agricultural area 
where I would literally walk over to the avocado fields where the workers wow. had like a little fire pit and were making tortillas <laughs> for the and you know and beans for their breakfast like authentic like Hispanic food here okay uh, and so I come over here to the Midwest and I'm like what is this right like this is not like I was a Mexican food snob yeah and it's and, literally sweet and sour sauce and, and that you're Mexican your villa in at, at now again we're, we're going there's going to be a metamorphosis here okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but Mexican villa was like the worst offender of it I'm like yes well, this is not even trying yes. to be Mexican food okay uh, and then somebody changed my mind when they said think of it like Springfield Mex. Like Chinese food, like cashew chicken, isn't trying to be Oriental. Sure. Okay. No, you're right. It is, it is, it is spring. That's why it's called Springfield style cashew chicken. So think of Mexican Villa as Springfield Mex. Don't think of it as Mexican food. It's its own thing. It's its own genre. So okay? it, it like, comes in first place because there's only one party. I mean, kind that's of. Running. It is. It is upscaled Taco Bell. <laughs> I right? don't even. In, I, in a sense, I think I would choose Taco Bell. Uh, uh, but I don't know. And so once I had that, and I ordered like the the next time I went, I ordered something that was like a. I don't even remember what it was. It was like it, it was like a mixture of a hamburger and a quesadilla or a hamburger and a burrito or no, I like something that. like I like what you're right? saying right now. Uh, and I was like, this is a Mexican food. And once I changed my mindset <laughs> about what I what my expectations were going in. Expectations. If you, if you walk in expecting You could preach a whole message, authentic keep going. Mexican food, you're not gonna get that. But if you're like, you know what? Gosh darn it, I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> I'm a Midwesterner. And I'm gonna go have me some Midwestern, some Springfield me- Mex, some Springfield yep. Mex, and I'm yep. gonna let myself wow. enjoy it. <laughs> so I encourage you, if I somebody, some if, so, if somebody ever wow. is like, "Hey, let's hit up Mexican Villa," don't say no, All right, I'm, wow. and just go in there with a completely different mindset. Oh, wow. You may still not like it. I'm not. I'm not. I can't sit here and, ma- I, and make you a guarantee. I, I, I you like, like your it, formula, but right I just—it's not Mexican food. I have an open mind. I am will you know and I'm willing to change my mind with new information and so next time that Mel's mom suggests we go to Mexican Villa I won't shoot her down right away I'll say you know what maybe I'll give it one more shot and I like what you're saying because quesadilla burger I mean this just if, that's if right I remember it's been a while something like that it's right I try to eat alley. in Republic I yeah. mean as much as much as I can <laughs> yes. I, I do stay yes. local but uh, and for Mexican here I go to Don Pedro's okay can you okay I was about to say I was like can you give me uh, give me some Republic secrets yeah right? so like where 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 do I need to eat um, you know what do I need to do what are the okay. things that uh, I need I'm to gonna know? I'm gonna here you go pastor let me give you some advice <laughs> okay uh Pastors take people out to lunch. It's a thing. Sure, right? absolutely. Oh, you got a, some stuff on your chest or some ideas, whatever. Yeah. You know, we're we're gonna go to lunch. <laughs> okay, so pastors do. Uh, Village Pottery Cafe is is Republic's hidden gem. Gotta it's write, true I'm writing hidden, this down. Gem, okay, uh, it's over. It's not even on Main Street. Like it's hidden behind Main Street, like behind the railroad tracks. Okay, if you don't know where it is. You're not gonna drive by it or find it. It's it's literally you gotta like, seek it out. You have to seek okay. it out. Okay, so you go there. There's no Wi-Fi there. There's even a sign that says, you know, uh, sorry, no Wi-Fi. Pretend like it's 1995 and talk <laughs> to each other. 
but you can go in there. It's a great place to take your kids because they have all this different pottery stuff that you can paint and oh, different like cool. you know crafts and stuff. They have a garden in the back, so like their produce and vegetables what? stuff is like super fresh. Everything's super fresh. Um, like they're all about, and not in like the hippie way where like no, everything's yeah. organic, but like, but just in like the this is really they good can fresh be. food yeah. way. Uh, the the lady who owns the place, I mean, she's out there hustling tables, like super nice lady. Um, but I have never ever had a bad experience there. It wow. just has this certain personality to it, and anytime. I'm going out to lunch with somebody to to like have a conversation about something or whatever. That is always my first choice. Is now that's not to down any of the other, you know, no, that's no, not to no, down no, any absolutely. other restaurant, but it's just this really like pleasant, quiet place um where you are going to get like really good quality soups and sandwiches and like it is good. Okay, I was about to ask. I know the cafe, so I was like, "What? Yeah. What all is?" Yeah, it's like uh, they ha- they're they're big on like quiches. They have these okay. like big old quiches, but they have um like I get something called like the the uh, the Hawaiian, which is like um pineapple ham and sandwich. Thing. It's it it's really good. Uh, what did I get last time? They like their broccoli cheddar soup is amazing. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's fall now, yeah, right? They had, we had two. We had two days under fifty degrees, so now it's yeah. fall. They have all these specials, so they'll have something for like a week and then never have it again. What? So like they had street. They had barbecue street tacos. Oh, I love barbecue street oh, tacos. Man. Uh, and they're gone now. Well, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm salivating. Right man, now. Those, I mean, they were so. And I was like, okay. By. So I went twice in one week because they had that special, and then. <laughs> They had another like soup or something. I don't remember what it was, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna have to try both these." So I, I went back. Yeah, Village wow. Pottery Cafe. That's wow. that's the place where you need to take your parishioners to lunch. Okay, in, any, in my anything opinion. else I need to know? Oh my gosh, we don't have time for that. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is the Retmo Radio podcast. Like my <laughs> my job on this is literally to like know and have people I tell think- me like. You know, so it's a lot. There's a True. lot. It depends on what you. Depends you know, on what you. I, I thought for, you'd but. just shout out your sponsors, of course. Yeah, uh, right. You know, obviously. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I just figured we were taking this through the night, so you know, right, I just, right. You know, yeah. of course. Um. So yeah, uh, that's I always ask. Usually, every guest, like, hey, what's your uh, what's your favorite restaurant? I do want to tell you one more story. I interviewed Please. a guy. His name is uh, Clint Gurley. He's the. I know him. Oh, do you know Clint? Oh, well, I mean, I know of him okay. on the radio. Okay, Clint of the radio. Girly. I was like, oh, you're friends with yeah, Clint. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, first, well, he, first name basis, Clint. Yeah. He, he was on not too long ago, and he went to Evangel. Uh, he <laughs> his, uh, does not seem to be a believer uh, and did not ever want to go to chapel. And at the time, they had this... I know the type. They had this <laughs> rule. You were When you were talking about, uh, like, Evangel having all these rules and it, yes. like, you know, kind of make They probably mad. still had the rule. And, well... They said, you have to go to chapel or you have to like, every chapel you miss, you have to do like X number of hours of community service. And so that dude like did 60, 75 hours of community service a week and never went. <laughs> never. And so like eventually they were like, okay, this really wasn't the intent of the, the rule. Like we didn't mean for this to be instead of, this was to like cover an oopsie where you couldn't make it yeah. one week, you know? But he never went and eventually they kicked him out because they're like, we're changing this rule and, yeah, and he's it, like, no, nah, I'm good. And that's messed up. Crazy, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, knowing the heart <laughs> behind it. But I, I'm like, I, I remember because what you do is you've got this prox card and you have to scan your prox and that's how you they know that you went to the chapel. But what? but before that, so my, my freshman and my sophomore year, there was something called the eye in the sky. So there was a video. Camera. I already don't like this. Come on. There was a video <laughs> camera up 
top and it would take a picture and then they would zoom in and they would count you based on the seat that you were in because the seat was like labeled like you get assigned a seat and you have to sit at that seat. So what would happen is I'd get paid a dollar. This is by juniors and seniors. I'd get paid a dollar for every time that I'd like stack up. Uh, like I'd get a couple people's backpacks, stack them all up on one seat, almost make it like a person oh there. My gosh, and if they got this? counted for if they got counted for chapel credit, they'd give me a dollar. Oh right? my god! So gosh. I'm like, this was like the funniest thing uh, because everybody now there's a thing called like what uh, scan and scram. So if you hop over there, you know, because the doors will lock at a certain point. So you hop over there, you scan your procs, and you head back to your room, right? The doors there's, lock. Yeah, and then there's... Like you're yeah, locked out of chapel. Yeah, and they know where you're at based on your procs. So you have to... You can't scan back into your dorm, right? Because then they'd know you just scanned in chapel, and now you're scanning back at your dorm. What's going on? So, I like, you'd, you'd like, jar a door, or you'd, like, you'd have a buddy who's, like, definitely going to skip chapel, or you'd try to time it, right, where when somebody's leaving, you'd hop in so you don't have to scan your procs. Um, man, there was a lot of, there's a lot of ways you could cheat the system here. Wow. So you're going to implement that at North Point? <laughs> I would not require. <laughs> I would never require Jay, somebody to be hey, there. Frank, did you prox? Were in? you guys here today? Did you prox in? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Uh, anything else that uh, that the people of Republic should know about you or know know about North Point before we conclude? No, I, I just say the people of Republic have been awesome and uh, so so welcoming. I'll reiterate that. And such an incredible community. I got to be at uh, at the chamber. Uh, lunch this past month. Oh, Macy Mitchell's doing awesome oh, stuff with the chamber. Incredible, he is dude. throwing that thing into yeah. overdrive. There's like a hundred plus people there. It's I mean, awesome. It was, it was it's wild. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. So seeing all that, and they're talking about the. Um, just the growth of Republic and uh, probably over the next five years, they're like, we'll probably grow by 14,000 people. I mean, the whole thing is just insane. I want to say it's just such an incredible community and um, it, all along the way, just what you were saying. I mean, just everybody is so welcoming. I really feel like people just want good and they want, um, you know, they want what's best for their kids and they want uh, a safe community that's helpful and producing hope no matter where you land spiritually or uh, relationally or um, what whatever that is. Um, man, it, it's such a welcoming and inviting community. So uh, props to all of you uh, Republic natives or uh, Republicites is what I call Republicites. I call them Republicans because I don't want to say re Republicans. I don't like Republicans. Yeah, you can't just, you don't want to lump that on everybody. No, 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 no. That, that yeah. label's already taken. Yeah. And so I, I say Republic. I'm trying to make like it a that. thing. Can you help me make that a 100%. thing? 100%. All right. Help 100%. me help me make Fetch happen here. Do, do I have to quote you every time no. I say it? Okay. I, I don't need credit. I just be. want it to become a thing. <laughs> All right. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. All right. Uh, Jonathan Martz, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Thanks for having Appreciate me. it. I had a lot of fun doing this. Thanks. Me too. Uh, all right. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Repmo Radio, where we hear from people of interest and influence who live and work in this city that we love. And I hope that you will tune in again next week. <laughs> <laughs>